Welcome to another edition of Simpleton Review. We kind of only had one episode out last month, and I do humbly apologize for that. I am your host, Simpleton Number One, Nate Wade. I'm Simpleton Number Two, Charlie Gibson. And I'm Simpleton Number Three, Lemuel Edwards. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us for a few minutes. We've got a couple of reviews we're going to be doing. Uh, you know, inside baseball, we record them all at the same time, and then we release them, you know, maybe. Uh, twice in a month if we're lucky, if we have good audio. Otherwise, you know, you only get one and maybe sometimes you'll get nothing. And that might actually make you happy if you don't actually have to hear us talk about anything. I'm just saying. Well, this month we have an amazing album. Charlie picked it. Charlie, why don't you tell me what album you picked? It's LP number two from Low Tom. Um, these guys are a blast from the past for me. We've got uh, um, David Bazan from Pedro the Lion, also with Tim Walsh, also from the same band. And then we've got uh, Trey Minnie, who goes way back to, um, uh, what is it, Fall Sounds was their first big release. It was uh, Valera 100. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jason Martin from Starflyer 59. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so Trey's from Starflyer 59 the- as well, right? Trey's from Starflyer 59 as well? Yeah, he did. He does play drums for them every once in a while. Right, right, right. Yeah, and uh, so you also have Jason Martin, like you said. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, these are th- this is a blast from the past. If if you grew up listening to '90s music, specifically the Tooth and Nail Records label, you have probably heard of some of these van- bands, if not all. Pedro, the Lion was was he was on, they were on Tooth and Nail at one point, correct? Is that right? No, no, they were on uh, Made in Mexico oh. during that whole blast. He was, yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, Velour 100 and Starflyer 59 and, of course, uh, yeah, any Jason Martin band and his his brother, they were on Tooth & Nail Records uh, for the most part. And uh, uh, they are old, like Charlie and I now, but it is fun because what, what I appreciated uh, uh, about this album is that it sounded like I was back in about 1995, which was fine with me because I liked 1995. <laughs> it was a pretty good year, Yeah. So, um, very busy for me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you got married that year, didn't you? No, I got married in 96. 96, 95. You know, it all blends together after a while. I have no idea. (laughs) I was like one of the last people in my friends group to get married, quite honestly. And we still got married pretty young, I might add. But so, uh, it's an interesting album. Charlie, why don't you tell me your take on it? First of all, you knew about this band before I did. Um, I heard about him because I listened to a great NPR podcast called All Songs Considered. And they were talking about the new releases for that Friday. And one of the guys on there um, seems to be uh, – he likes old tooth and nail stuff, but he's he's really big uh, David Bazan uh, fan. So he's loved Pedro the Lion over the years. And so when he found out the Low Tom was having a new album out, he decided to put something out about it. So tell me just a little bit about what you – about the band in general and your history with them and then what you thought of this album. So I've been listening to um, David Bazan probably since um, their second EP uh, release. It was uh, no, uh, something about finding a friend, and and uh, it, it, it's uh, one of those that I that I I found them originally just by going to shows mm-hmm. in town here, right. and uh, they were playing at some record shop, and and uh, they hadn't quite released. They they had a rock opera that they were putting together, and they just completed it. Hadn't recorded it yet, but they played the whole thing during the set, mm-hmm. and then went back and played their old stuff, and and uh, well, it was good fun. Yeah. Um, Low Tom, like big hit for me because 
You've got um, the strength of David Bazan's writing, obviously, in the, in the lyric and the tunes. And mm-hmm. But uh, the backup from Jason Martin is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Because yeah. it adds an edge that Pedro never had. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely tell us Jason Martin guitars behind there because there's that hint of Starflyer 59 that just kind of makes its way. And not only that, which I actually appreciated, was that uh, there's also a hint of um, – like even pre Starflyer fifty nine with Jason Martin influences with Dance House Children in his techno years, uh, you could hear that there was a little bit of synth in those songs, which I thought was pretty good. Well, that's that's Tim Walsh. Tim Walsh mm-hmm. has been hanging around with that crowd for a long time too. So, and he uh, he well, I mean, you, you do you remember Metro One Records? Yeah. Oh Dick yeah. That's Crystal Lewis's old uh, record label. Yeah. Dickie Co was uh, like a co co-founder oh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and he uh, he changed his name to Richard Swift. Oh, really? For, for stage name. Oh. So so Tim Walsh like did tons of stuff with him and like uh-huh. a lot of recording stuff that happens for Pedro the Lion and like Damien Gerardo was oh. all was all Richard Swift and and uh, Tim Walsh working together. All oh, right on. So. Yeah, no, I I heard of a. Uh, uh... Uh, Richard Okoa, because I had his like first album before he actually was signed to a record label. I think uh, there was a lady we worked with at Family Bookstore that was actually a big fan of uh, Richard Okoa back in the day, and she gave me that album. So, and then he came out with his yeah his major record label debut, and he he decided he'd be more cool and call himself Dicky Okoa. I'm like, oh, alrighty then. Anyway, <laughs> Lemuel, you're awful silent over there. Why don't you tell me just a little bit about what you thought of this album? Again, you're the millennial perspective here, so tell me what you thought. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea who all those names were that you were uh, <laughs> spitting off there, but I did enjoy it. I was mainly listening to him while delivering some pizzas, so I felt like it kind of fit <laughs> that vibe for some reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a very Seattle-esque band um of course they're all from that area anyway so it fits um but it just i mean there's that definite grunge ish sound i mean this this album is uh, look it, it fits 2020 perfectly i don't think the sound is dated by any means uh but it definitely does have a call back to the grunge uh era wouldn't you think charlie absolutely yeah yeah both, both with the, just the songwriting and everything it's it's very um, how would you put it? Uh, it was like very self like aware. Yeah. Like I know where I'm at. I know I'm not where I want to be. So, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, well, I mean, those are typical David Bazan lyrics, aren't they though? I mean, yeah, pretty he's much. so introspective I, on his, on his songs. It's all, it's all got, we've got to be responsible for something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he doesn't, um, he doesn't pull any punches. He's not afraid to talk about his struggles in life and, and his struggles in faith and all that other kind of stuff that he talks about. So uh, I, I, I do appreciate it. Uh, you have always been a bigger Pedro fan than me. Um, Pedro has always been one of those bands that I could take or leave kind of a thing. You know, uh, I did. You are the person who introduced me to Pedro. We went and saw them in concert at some little nightclub downtown there in Boise one time. There was only like 30 Probably the Neurolux. <laughs> what was that? No, it wasn't the Neurolux. It was the one that was kind of farther south uh, downtown there. It was a tiny little... Uh, oh, was that, the, was that the reinvention of the Crazy Horse or something like that's that? That's what it was, the Crazy Horse. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind, kind of just almost out of downtown and kind of a more shady area of Boise right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, Neurolux would have been two times bigger at least than that little tiny place was. But it was a cool It was a cool concert, and they did put on a fantastic show. Uh, I, I really like them. I, 
like I said, I can take it or leave Pedro. I do love his lyrics. And I really liked, like you said, the fact that there was, um, uh, especially Jason Martin's guitar on this. I, I, I like it. Uh, the funny thing is I'm not a huge Starflyer fan either. You know, there's something about that guitar. It's like, dude, you could stand to turn down the distortion just a little bit because I really would like to hear the difference between your A chord and your C chord. But I'm just saying. But I know that was that that noise. You know, I guess that's what they call it pretty much like a noise rock band back in the, you know, mid to late 90s that was really big in that. Deftones, we were just talking about Deftones before we went on the air. Same kind of thing. Deftones really has that kind of just that really – Almost monotone type of a guitar that goes all the way through their songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just kind of kind of drags yeah. through. And it's a like, droning. Yeah, drone. yeah exactly. droning is perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Starflyer in concert, and I still have show. it. Yeah. Of, all, of all ones that I want to see, I still haven't seen them. Oh really? Been, oh wow! Since yeah. since ninety two, I haven't you know seen them. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're impressive. So let me ask you this, and honestly, I don't know if I've got an answer to it. So I'm going to ask you guys: Did you guys have a favorite song or a song that just jumped out to you? Said, yeah, that's that's good. I really like the opening track, but I think my favorite—I have to look it up. I like the opening track, and I like the closing track because it kind of like summed up the opening track. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Start pan was like really good, and then in a van just kind of like followed up with it. I yeah. mean, as an outro story. But I think I like the song "Out of Here" just okay. because he's like talking about how like it—you know—everything he's doing, his brain just doesn't want to agree with, his guts don't want to agree with it. It's like, ah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why is yeah. it that Lemuel's cat always wants to make an appearance on the camera? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I would say that my favorite song, now that you mentioned it, is probably In a Van. I really, I really dug that song. That was a good song. Lemuel, what about you? Did you have a favorite one? I think the one that's, I don't know if it was my favorite per se, but the one that stuck out to me the most was Don't Look At Me. Oh, yeah? Why is that? I don't know. Just the lyrics were kind of the most interesting in my head. Like, I heard them and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> but that's i mean that's david bazan i don't know i mean you kind of some of his songs you're like okay what does that mean i don't i mean i don't really get it but you know it's we're so used to what we hear on the radio a lot of times that when somebody actually you know is a little bit more introspective uh it kind of fries our brain but if i had one complaint about this album i would say that the songs all kind of sounded the same uh, yeah. it, it felt like they were all pretty much about the same uh, course throughout the album. There wasn't a lot of uh, uh, melody differences. There wasn't a lot of uh, uh, of uh, 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 difference in the in the uh, uh, crap. I can't the beat the 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 quickness. I can't even remember what that word is. Hello, tempo. Star. Thank you, tempio. Tempo. tempo. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of tempo changes in the songs. Uh, it was very. Four four time frame with maybe about seventy five to one hundred beats per minute. It was just really that kind of thing, and it's great. But I'll tell you what, and there's only what eight songs on the album, right? But you fly right. through that album. I mean, it's just like boom. Oh man, you're done because the songs were only about felt like there was only about three minutes a piece. They were really short songs. So I don't know what you guys thought. I, I agree. I mean, I, I agree that uh, yeah, the songs were shorter and stuff. 
and if you're not into it, it will actually drag you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's but that's most people that listen to Starflyer Fifty Nine. They either love them or hate them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. But I, I would say Starflyer Fifty Nine though their songs like uh, they drag on and they drag on because they're all <laughs> ten minutes long, right? There's about no, two. They're all about four minutes. <laughs> they're, they're, oh, I swear to God, they're ten minutes long. There's about twenty <laughs> seconds of lyrics. No, <laughs> they're about I. Night, you're lying. There's only about no, 20, absolutely not. <laughs> there's only about twenty seconds worth the lyrics, and then the rest is that guitar. They're just like, rah, 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 rah. how many times can I stick my guitar in front of the amplifier? Rah. Anyway, I just say it. I, look, I was a bigger, <laughs> bigger Dance House Children fan than Starflyer fan. I really liked Jason and 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 Ronnie Martin together, not not separate. And I wasn't. I didn't. I don't like. Um, uh, Ronnie Martin's other band very much. That that techno was just really oh amazing. Joy Electric. Yeah, Joy Electric <laughs> wasn't a big fan, but Dance House Children. Uh, that was my that was my groove. I really enjoyed those. Lemuel, what do you think? Um, I definitely could like throw it on a playlist filled with a bunch of random stuff, and if a song came on, I'd stick with it. But I don't think it's something I'd go out of my way to listen to. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, listening to the whole album again, like all the way through at at a sitting, and and yeah. some of that is uh, 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 the fact that we live in twenty twenty. I mean, really, yeah, quite honestly, we have a we have ADD yeah. brains when it comes to music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we have that choice. I mean, it's a heck of a lot easier to skip a song now than it used to be when we had cassette tapes. Uh, I mean, if you, you got were, one button and you're already on the next song, right? If you yeah. were if you were fancy <laughs> and you had the money, you could actually buy a tape deck that like could sense when the song ended. But that was only if there was that space between songs. If it ran together, it would just poop to the next song until there was a space. Uh, but that was for the rich people, and I wasn't rich. But anyway, <laughs> so all right. So now I'm gonna have... give. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at Lemuel, Mr. Millennial. What? What score do you give this album? I think I'm gonna give it a solid three. Three, solid three. Fair enough, Charlie. And I give it a three and a half. Okay, good. Yeah, you know, I'm I gonna give it, it a four. But it wasn't. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just blew my my surprise there. <laughs> you liked it, but what? I, I liked it, but like you said, it's a bit short. You know, these guys are power players, and yeah. my expectation, even though I liked it and I listened to it several times, I still would expect just a tear hair more. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And me too. Uh, me too. I, uh, at least some variety in the songs. But I still am going to give it a four. I really liked it, and I could probably listen to the whole album again. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a lot, and I'm... I'm impressed that people our age and actually maybe just a little bit older than us are still making some fantastic tunes. So, uh, that, so there you go. A four from me, a three and a half from Charlie and a solid three from Mr. Number three. So we are going to move into the second part of our show, uh, entertainment news or i can't remember what i was calling pop culture news. There it is. One of these days I'll remember pop all this stuff. Culture pop news. culture news. Charlie, what do you got for us today? So since you mentioned talking about uh, digital sound and stuff, this is somebody who really needs some digital sound, and that is our main man, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel! Did he take that with his iPhone? I mean, that just looks like a selfie right there. I know, right? I found this, I just, and I printed it off on just cheap paper and stuff, but yeah. at the same time, it's like you have to have the visual of, like, this guy, you know, the the triple X, 
I, you yeah. know, super over the top muscle guy, you know, yeah. <laughs> and he comes out with a pop song. Now, now, granted, you know, it's it's good. It's yeah. it's a well written tune, um, and the sound effects are great because, of course, he he gets a uh, oh, is it uh, Kygo, Kygo from uh, um, yeah he's a uh, he's Norwegian, isn't he? Uh, I think I so. Think he's he's got some yeah. pretty good tunes. But he's got some good pop tunes out there, and uh, he produces, and uh, you can tell that they really did some work with the voice because you, you know that he's got the bass drag. So, yeah, so Kygo so. is like a, he's like a radio DJ or a DJ producer he, type of a guy. Yeah, he's a producer. He does kind of like, like a DJ Khaled uh, or something. Yeah, more like, but he a, doesn't like go, the chain DJ smokers. Khaled on every single song he does. <laughs> no, he's the guy who does the instrumentation. So like the chain smokers or something or right, Skrillex. Right. Well, isn't that what Callie yeah. does? He does like. I think DJ he does the rap stuff. portion. No, 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 he doesn't. He goes DJ <laughs> and he makes more money than I'll ever see in my life for that one. Thing. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, cool. All right, well, yeah. So, uh, so give a listen. Feel like I do is the name of the single that's come out so far. Um, it sounds like he is, he has been in the studio um, to actually record a full album. No, so at least like, like the, that's the hint is that there's a okay. full album coming going to so. be like a uh, um, uh, a John or what was that guy's name Don Johnson type actually Don Johnson's album wasn't that bad when he put it out but that kind of thing right Eddie Murphy I want to party all the time party okay I mean some of these movie stars that put out albums they're like whoa don't do that to us <laughs> oh my gosh we're gonna run out of time oh no run out of time okay so uh, folks we're recording this on zoom so we're gonna have to move so let me tell me your story really quick <laughs> Okay, my story is season four for Tekken 7 was announced, and they're going to be bringing back a character named Kunimitsu, which hasn't been in the Tekken rotation since Tekken 2, so about 25 years ago. Tekken. Wow. That's a blast from the past. Tekken. Mm, <laughs> nice. Interesting. Well, thank you for bringing the video game news, as always, my son. I appreciate it. Okay, my little quick news is Bill Murray, uh, he's getting sued by the Doobie Brothers because he's got a golf company and he's using the song Listen to the Music. And, nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, man, of course. Yeah. So, anyways, um, uh, there's been a back and forth of dad jokes between both sides' legal counsel. So the 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 Doobies lawyer said one day, "Hey, it's a fine song. I know you agree because you keep using it in ads for your zero hucks given golf shirt." <laughs> he wrote in the letter. I think that's what the no. I think that's what the Bill Murray shirt says: a zero hucks given. All right. And then he says, "However, given that you haven't paid to use it, maybe you should change the company name to Zero Bucks Given." Mm-hmm. Oh, ouch. So the attorney went on to point out that the actor's unlawful use of the songs. Uh, it seems like the only person who uses our client's music without permission more than you do is Donald Trump. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. So that was your that taxpayer was dollars yeah. being used for right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So Bill Murray's lawyer, he gets into the jokes and he decides, hey, this is what he says. He says, first, I would like to compliment you on finding levity in the law at a time when the world in this country certainly could use a laugh. Your client's demand was able to cut through the noise of the news cycle and remind us how much we all miss live music these days. He wrote, we would also like to confirm that both our firm and the good folks at William Murray Golf are indeed fans of the Doobie Brothers music, which is why we appreciate your firm's choice of taking it to the streets rather than to the courts, which are already overburdened minute by minute with real problems. There's two Doobie Brothers references there. That's pretty good. All right. (laughs) This is really sad. These guys, uh, these guys are pretty pretty they think they're pretty funny anyways so i think the bottom line is is that uh, doobie brothers thinks they need to get paid by bill murray um 
But uh, in the immortal words of Bill Murray, according to this article, the more relaxed you are, the better you are at everything. So let's pour one up and unwind with a listen of the recently released Quietio box set and plan the cross paths at a Doobie Brothers 50th anniversary show in 2021 when some level of normalcy resumes. So there. So Bill Murray still likes Doobie Brothers, even though they're they're smoking their doobies and being good at <laughs> So <laughs> that that concludes our show. We're running out of time, like I said, on our Zoomcast here because I'm too cheap to pay for the premium version. So I only got 45 minutes on here. No, we not have been talking for 45 minutes. I promise you on that one. But this has been the music review for the month of uh, October. And uh, yeah, so Low Tom gave it a four. Charlie gave it a three and a half, and Mr. Lemuel, simpleton number three, gave it a solid three. Remember to like and subscribe, tell people about our videos, and check out our merch. That's right, we have merch. T-shirts, mugs, stickers, all that kind of stuff. We have uh, designs that are... Um, you know, done actually by Charlie because he's the artist of the group and actually knows what he's doing. The rest of us use Adobe programs and do things like that because that's how we rock. But check them out. We've got Simpleton Review. We actually have each one of us have our own T-shirts. If you want to support me, which I know y'all do, then please buy one of my shirts. You can buy one of Charlie's shirts, one of Lemuel's shirts, and support your favorite Simpleton. And check out the website, too. That's SimpletonReview.com. SimpletonReview.com. I'm Nate Wade, Simpleton number one. And I'm Charlie Gibson, sim- simpleton number two. I'm Lemuel <laughs> Edwards, simpleton number three. Gibson, Jensen. And we have devolved. <laughs> and we probably better sign off. This is Nate Wade saying, "Have a great month of October. Happy Halloween!"